0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thriving Lives Podcast, our weekly community Zoom call. Renee, how you doing this Wednesday?
1: Doing great. How are you?
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. Just uh, got back from a run with Boss. Mm, that's good. Unfortunately, he seems like he's in better shape than myself, and he hasn't been doing a whole lot, so I need to ramp up the cardio, I think, a little bit. I feel like
1: dogs get excited. Like, Knox right now when I walk him, he, like is psycho the first like five to ten minutes of the walk and then he'll like chill out but like since we haven't been walking as much well now we've been watching walking more than we had all winter but um but we went on a really long walk like for an hour the other day and i thought he was just going to like start lying down in the middle of the trail um and i was like well we gotta keep going buddy like we gotta turn around
0: yeah we gotta get um but he do not usually take
1: walks that long
0: walks does a good job on our walks but once we get home, he acts like I just gave him pre-workout. Like, he's absolutely hyped. Like, I got, I got downstairs ready to get, get on this right when we got back, and he's running sprints back and forth, jumping on the couch, which, I mean, he's 110 pounds. Like, he's going to tear up the couch. Yeah. He, that's mitts. Um. So, I had to send him outside, so I don't know what he's doing out there. He's tearing down the fence. He's building a clubhouse. I don't know what he's doing. Playing <laughs> with
1: that deflated ball.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's like six. Uh, back he when loves I, that thing. Well, back when I was a, a PE teacher, well – which one are you talking about? The big hard one or just like the rubber ones?
1: The rubber one that was quite literally deflated.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I, there's six of those out there right now. Because oh. when, when I used to uh, – I have a, an entire bag of uh, recess or like PE balls, so like footballs and soccer balls and basketballs that I took from my gym when I was teaching because they were all deflated already. Like they already had holes in them or whatever. So then he just gets like the the mostly deflated balls that would have been tossed out anyway. So I still have a whole bag of like 30 more of them ready to go for whenever I need to cycle them um, in. But uh, anyway, though, how, how was your last week though? I know that you, you had your um, incisions a couple of weeks ago on your leg and, mm-hmm. and yeah, you, when do you get back to working out or you've been working out, just not legs.
1: So I've been doing upper body. Okay. I did well last weekend I did, I did upper body Friday, Saturday, or whatever day it was, Saturday, Sunday, maybe. Um, Saturday, Sunday, and then I went on some walks, um, throughout the week. So it was nice out. And then now the countdown is on to uh, leg day, maybe on maybe Tuesday.
0: Um, Now it's only been a few weeks since you had, since you couldn't work out right on legs.
1: Yeah. It's been since,
0: um, like January,
1: like like my last leg day, I think was like January 20th
0: okay cool so yeah it's not too long but still that's about um, three weeks time with
1: it yeah leg day is my favorite so it's been quite the adjo- and i just feel like you just i just love a good leg day like arm day i don't i think i'm think i'm ready to switch up my routine because i feel like i get bored of like arm and shoulder so i think i want to go back to chest shoulder triceps and back biceps Yeah. um yeah. but yeah, yeah like adding some new work workouts work. in and
0: what it's a leg day you can get you know creative with you can push harder
1: see i love i i don't even want to change my leg day though like i'm very happy with my leg day The yeah, yeah. exact exercises i have and the split i have yeah. i don't want to change that um but then i start pilates next weekend um and
0: but that's you want to tell us more about what you're what you're doing with that yeah
1: so i got the opportunity to be a Pilates instructor so I start training for that next weekend. There's an in-person training session, um, all weekend and we'll do workouts there as well. Um, and then I have to have a certain number of like observation hours, teaching hours and all the fun things before I'm actually like fully certified, but the new studio will open in March. And I think pretty sure it's the end of March. And so at that point, I'll, there'll be a few classes I'll be, like, certified to teach and then more as I learn more and do more observation hours and such. But What's I've that? never taken Pilates myself, so it's just all performer Pilates. So it's all brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little intimidated for that, but my, I, like we talked about on one of the guests. one of my, um, like, goals for 2024 was to be more uncomfortable, get more comfortable, like, with being uncomfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And just, like, the uncertainty of things. And one of their mottos is get uncomfortable being – get comfortable being uncomfortable. And so I just thought – yeah, I was like, wow, this is kind of a really cool fit. Yeah. Um, So it'll be good for me to stand up in front of a class and teach. It's a little nerve-wracking to think, like, I'm going to have to say, like, all right, I have to have a 50-minute class memorized. Yep.
0: i will figure it out
1: i'll figure it out um it'll be good for me to have a new like little community base too um and I'm just excited for like the new yeah. new adventure
0: definitely I, I think that's a that's a good perspective you have on it. it's very exciting um yeah Feel like you know anything that scares you—that's that's, that's positive—that you know is a mm-hmm. positive. Thing. If it scares you, then you know that should that should be a sign that you're going to grow from it and that it's something you should do. And that's kind of what I've tried to live by a little bit. But that's mm-hmm. all awesome. that, that that you pull the trigger on it. So I'm excited to hear all that. Yeah. Obviously, keep us all informed so we can uh, come and take your your Pilates class. Come and take
1: Pilates. Class. Yeah, oh, I'm cool. excited. I'm Never taken that's,
0: that's going to be in Overland Park, right? You don't need to give all the details, but it'll be yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's awesome. in Overland Park.
1: Um, so. Yeah, I'm excited. It's
0: exciting, exciting. Well, cool. Um, real quick, before we get into the, today's topic, did you see my post on Instagram last night? I went oh. golfing with Nicole and Lola, oh. and I got to got to hole one and realized both my putters. Oh my
1: work. god! Yeah, I did think of that. I was like, you know, I just got him that damn putter head, like the cover, yep. and put yep. it at home.
0: Yeah, well, because I have a, a putter returner thing downstairs in the basement. So mm. Super Bowl, we were just kind of you know practicing on there. So I forgot. You're right saying
1: now. Super Bowl, and it has not been the Super Bowl.
0: Whatever, AFC Championship. <laughs> uh, anyway, AFC Championship game, and we were we were putting down downstairs, and I forgot to put it back in my bag, and uh, which is even more irritating that I have two putters, I didn't even have <laughs> one of them in my goddamn golf bag. So we get all the way there, and then I asked the the dude like at at hole one, like an old man, he's like 95 years old, he was like you're not even going to believe this dude, but I left both my putters back at home. I was like, I'm going to have to put with the three wood, unless you're able to go find me a putter. Like if there's, you know, somebody lost one. I was like, I'll give it back. As soon as I get back. I just don't have a putter right now. He went and searched, came up to me on like hole three or four and was like, dude, I looked everywhere. Couldn't find a, couldn't find a putter. I putted well with the three wood. So if you ever need, if you ever need a third string putter for yourself, the three wood solid, I almost sunk a 40 foot putter. It was co- completely on the other side of the green in Atlanta, about a foot away from it. There you uh, go. I parred a hole, which is hard enough for me to do, let alone using a three wood as a, as a putter. But anyway, did I did
1: nine I, holes or par three or what'd you do? I,
0: I did. I did a, a nine hole par three, but I, we only got, I think we got six holes in. I say we, Nicole and Lola went, went with me. They didn't golf at all, but. Uh,
1: <laughs> Lola didn't golf really?
0: No, she didn't. She was on, on Nicole's chest in the golf cart hanging out. But uh, no, actually I was do, I was going to do a par three, they, uh, no golf carts though. And I don't want to make Nicole and then walk it. So, um, I, I changed over and did a, a full, full one. So yeah. So I part, a, a a par four with a three wood as my, my putter. I had like three holes where I two putted. So that was pretty solid, but, um, running, I think you're a little frozen right now. At least on my end you are, but anyway, though. So let's get into today's topic today. We are talking about motivation. Um,
1: sorry, it froze. There
0: you go. All right, Cool. I, I was, I I was talking through it. Luckily, are we even recording? Yeah. We
1: are. <laughs> yeah. We're recording, uh, but yeah, I didn't yeah. hear the last minute.
0: You're, you're good. I was just, I switched over and started talking about uh, uh, today's topic that okay, we're talking cool. about is, is motivation. Now, a lot of times we know, we talk about don't rely on motivation. If you're relying on motivation, you're probably going to fail because motivation is going to ebb and it's going to flow. And especially if you're at the beginning of your journey, but even if you're 10 years into your journey, you're going to have times, you know, stretches you know, of days, stretches of weeks, stretches of months, you know, different seasons of your, your life where you're going to be unmotivated on some of the things we're talking about with health and fitness or other things as well. Um, and so that's why we cannot rely on motivation. But that does not mean that motivation is, is hurtful in any way. Motivation is awesome when you have it and it's great to seize it. And you should look for ways to in- increase your motivation. You shouldn't rely on it. But well, you should always be striving for ways to, to keep yourself moving in the right direction, keep yourself energized about whatever those goals are that you have, um, you know, so so we all have our, our, our why's, you know, what we what our why was when we first started, you know, training or, you know, working on on this. This lifestyle change or this journey, whatever the case is. So Renee and I are are going to share kind of both of our whys and then also some some kind of you know strategies that we use to to keep ourselves motivated during that time as well. So our why and then our motivation that kind of kept us going. And then we'll we'll circle back and kind of talk about our current motivation, you know, motivators and what keeps us going today versus when we first started. So Renee, when you got first started in fitness, um, what was what was the What was the motivating reason why you got started? Let's start there.
1: Yeah. So mine revolves around mental health. Um, I had just wanted to be a little bit healthier in general. Um, When I first started working out, I still was like drinking and partying and such, but I wanted to start learning how to cook. So I started doing HelloFresh and I wanted to start adding in some workouts. Um, And so that's when I started my 5am workouts. And the biggest tip I have was if like starting around that time is I used the time change to my advantage. So like the day, the time changed, um, it just started with my routine was just a lot easier. Um, and then I slowly like was being very introspective and just started to learn the days I would get up and work out in the mornings, the entire day would just go so much smoother. Um, Um, And so it just kind of spiraled into that aspect. Um, And then slowly, like little parts of my life just started coming together. Um, Once I was eating healthier, I just became more aware of things. um, And noticed more like changes in my mental health, more energy, um, things like that. And then again, that's also when I quit drinking a few months later. Um, So my entire why and motivation all comes down to my mental health and then at that point i started realizing and like watching my body transform and that's when i started to fall in love with fitness of like oh my gosh like this is me and only me doing this for myself and i'm the one that's making these results happen um and so did a lot on my own just having no idea what i was really doing terrible form just going and showing up for myself and then my apartment gym actually shut down and i had to like i was like well i want to keep going to the gym so i found a gym to go to. Um, and that's when I got my first in-person trainer and then everything from there kind of just skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, and that's when I got my first, I don't even know, I didn't even know what like a gym split was until then. I had no idea. I was just doing random stuff. Yeah. Um, so when I got my first trainer is when I that's truly okay. continued that habit and learned more. Um, but yeah, that's me. What, what about you?
0: Um, or you want to go back to me? <laughs> well, we'll come back to kind of the, the, the current why and the current motivators and things of that nature. But so, you no, know, my I mean, my, my initial why is, I mean, first and foremost, um, I didn't necessarily have to start because I just, I kind of... You know, I went to the gym with my dad as a little little kid. Like I was used to going there as a little kid, watching him work out, and then you know being in the daycare, and then you know after that, I, I was I was in competitive sports all my life and stuff like that. So fitness was already o- always a component of what I did. So then it just made you know they started bringing to weights like in middle school to to our baseball practices. So that was kind of one of the things we would do um, within baseball practice as well. But then um, around that time is kind of when I noticed that oh my god, if I do you know, a couple of workouts a week, like I was seeing growth already at that time. So that was really helpful. And then obviously high school was kind of the, the, the big thing as well. But, you know, if you don't know me, you know, I'm, I'm five foot six and I've always been, you know, shorter than everybody else. And before I started working out, I was vastly undersized. Like I'm always going to be short, but I didn't have a lot of, uh, I didn't have a lot of muscle mass to me either. I was always a lot smaller. So I I think I came in on high school at like a hundred and 15, 120 pounds. and was probably like five foot two. So definitely smaller side. And then never really got the growth spurt that I was always praying for. It was the very gradual, slow progression with that. Um, so I was never going to, you know, turn heads or, you know, get, get looks at for baseball, um, due to my height, but if I was bigger and stronger, and things of that nature, I could still, you know, turn some heads in terms of whether it's in the gym, you know, the gym or the baseball field or whatever the case was. And so that kind of helped me stand out and kind of gave myself a, uh, outside of baseball, another, um, what, what am I looking for here? Outlet uh, Identity, identity. I mean, yes. yes outlet as well for, for that type of stuff. But it gave me that identity as well. So that was kind of my original why. And I mean that, that why still kind of pushes me forward today. Cause again, I'm still five, six and I always want to be, you know, bigger. That's, that's kind of always a fear is, is, is to, to go back to not, you know, feeling strong and things of that nature. Um, so, so that's, that's always been my why it always will be a big factor. of My why I've gotten more away from that, um, uh, you know than what I, what I what I used to, but um you know things that kind of motivate motivated me at the time though when I first started, you know, and that's kind of what's what stemmed the thought of talking about this exact topic today was what were the things that you know yes I was in high school and yes I was at college and things of that nature so I had energy I didn't have to share my energy and time and 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 things of that nature with a family. And with a career and things of that nature, um, but then or not then something that's always been motivating is finding people to follow. Number one that you look up to, you know. So in sports, that was always Derek for me. And then as I got into you know high school and college, it was it was Arnold. It was some bigger bodybuilders that I kind of you know wanted to emulate a little bit. So one of the things I did especially when I was first learning, you know, learning different workout splits. You know, Renee, Renee had a trainer to talk about with this. I didn't have a trainer. I was just always in the gym, but I would watch YouTube videos of some of my favorite bodybuilders or fitness people um, just to see how they, you know, what were their workouts like? If they were doing a back workout, what did that look like? What did their sets, sets look like? What did their reps look like? Um, and, and kind of what were the, the different exercises? And I would watch it. I would pick up the cues. I would listen to them explain it. I would watch them do it. And then I would go take, that same workout and then go try to apply it into the gym my own. And I would continue to do that. I did that for years. I probably did that for the first four or five years of of my, my working out experience was watching a YouTube video before I was going to come in and do that. And that's one of the things that, you know, I always recommend, especially if you're newer and you don't really know what you're doing quite yet in the gym is, you could go youtube things just like i did with it but the great thing about that training app is that you can go hop on a piece of cardio for 5 or 10 minutes before you actually complete, you know start your workout or sit in the sauna and do this and go through and watch the videos for those different exercises so you have some an example of what you're about to go do before you go and do it and then you can go and try to emulate that as well but you know th- those videos really really helped me they were they were always motivating and then the other factor as well and i've gotten away from this for the most part um, you know, my latter twenties, but what was pre-workout? And we, I think we talked about, somebody mentioned this in the community group the other day, had a good discussion about it, some back and forth on, on what people do for, for their pre-workout. But, um, if you've never taken pre-workout, um, there's stimulant type pre-workouts, meaning there's caffeine in it and there's non-stimulant, which means there's no caffeine in it, but they have all the other ingredients in it to to make it a good workout. But, um, it's, um, that, that was one of the things that really kind of helped me get going at first because there are days just like we all have that we, uh, we're not excited to get to the gym where we're, we got low energy. We're not motivated to go to the gym, things of that nature. So when we have that pre-workout, it can kind of help us override that. You know, if you're getting off work at 4 PM and you're just not feeling the gym, even though that's your time to go to the gym that week, then that would be nice to have as well, um, whether it's a stimulant or non-stimulant pre-workout as well. And so to me, that helps the, the days that I did not really want to go to, as soon as I took that scoop, I was going to have energy and I was going to feel like working out whether mentally I did before that, that scoop or not. So I think those two things really, really helped me in that first little bit, you know, now my, my version of pre-workout is I either have non-stimulant pre-workouts or I'll just drink, you know, a cup of coffee before I go to the gym, really regardless of what time I'm going. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, those are some of the things that I think helped me out getting going with it um and then obviously once i started thriving lives that 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 help push it through and i think that'll be another you know the motivating force for renee as well as that, that you know it's part of our livelihood it's our business as well to be you know to to, to walk to walk you know what i mean um so so yeah another
1: thing um for me during starting all of that was to hold myself accountable to going to the gym was i took a picture at the gym every single time i went yes. um and it's, it's, to me, it's crazy because I had no idea like what it would ever bring me, but now I have, and I started a little album on my phone, like right when I like started doing all of it. Um, and it's just probably, I mean, it's hundreds. I think yeah. there's like 800 some photos in there of just, just you at the gym. selfies at the gym. Yep. Um, and while it sounds vain to some people, to me, it was a, a way for me to like track my progress. Cause I didn't, I mean, I wasn't taking progress pictures or anything. I didn't have a goal in mind and I didn't have yeah. any I said, any previous fitness knowledge or coach yeah. at these times or anything like that. Um, but just going and holding myself accountable to being at the gym and then it was to take that picture. And sometimes, you know, I just got excited to take a picture or just little things. Um, and then just the cool distinction of like when the pictures changed from the cardio section to, I entered the weight section. I remember like being so intimidated that i was going to the weight section and there was no one in the gym like it was an apartment gym no one else in there and i still was intimidated had no idea what to do um and so in those moments too i think it's just really cool to be able to look back on it and see um yeah this just little tiny things that helped keep yeah. pushing me forward but i didn't even realize what i was doing for myself at the time
0: 100 100 well i think it's and that's one of the things where, where some people, when they first join, they're like, I, I don't want to take any pictures or whatever the case is. And, and I respect that. Like I get that. Um, but none of us really like where we started from. That's that's a big piece of why we all start this journey in some way, shape or form. It might not be the whole reason. It might not be the main reason why we do it. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting to to look a little better and feel a little bit better. You know what I mean? So having those pictures, though, it's awesome to be able to go look back on that. And you're like, that's 800 days. And half of those, I might not have really wanted to. Over half of those, I felt uncomfortable going to the gym, but every day I overcame that. And so mm-hmm. you you can look at that a hundred different ways and see awesome benefits from that other than just Renee, you know, taking a picture of herself in the mirror. Like it's way, way more than that. Um, and I think that that's, that's important to recognize something else. I I think the, remember- oh, sorry. No, no, no,
1: um, I was going to say the other thing too, is that doing things in the gym make you have more confidence in other areas of your life like um had I not been comfortable taking pictures at the gym I would not have been as successful as I am now with like posting on social media and things like that like um I've trained myself to take those photos and now i mean, there's times yeah of course when it's still uncomfortable to like go in front of a giant gym and take a picture in the mirror
0: yeah
1: at the end of the day like it's They're not going to see me again. They don't care what I'm doing. I care what I'm doing and I would rather invest in myself and growing my business and sharing about my life to influence other people's lives and help them as opposed to sitting there thinking like, oh, what's someone going to think if I take a picture in the mirror? Like, what's someone going to think if my movement is wrong or things like that? Um, But that, then that like trickles over into other parts, parts of your life of just having the confidence to do other things in general.
0: Well, and because
1: um, so you've figured out how to do it in the gym. So you, now you have the confidence to do it in other places.
0: To, to extend that further as well, you know, in terms of just like, you know, the picture in the gym like that, when you, when you, then, then when we go t- turn around and post it on social media, you know, when I first started, you know, thriving lives and posting about my fitness journey. And I know that you kind of go through this as well, Renee, it's like, you know, I, I don't want people to feel like I'm braggy or people mm. think, oh, yeah, that's a tough or, one. Or, or when, you know, the, the thought of other people judging me and what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. But when it comes down to it and what what really helped me get over that as well. And this doesn't have to be even for a coach, just anybody in this lifestyle, you know, or making lifestyle changes on your on your health journey. When you post about it, there might be other people that are judging it. There, there probably are, and those people probably have their own demons, own own issues, and that's really that you know them projecting that on you. But you're also going to help a lot of other people as well, and that's kind of what I recognize is that if I stayed silent and didn't post my journey, I would have never got my first client. If I didn't post about their journey or continue to post about my own journey, I wouldn't have got my second client or my three hundredth or five hundredth or whatever the case is. And and so so that's where I look at is that if, if I if I am stepping out of my comfort zone and making this post, and I still feel that way you know now it's a little bit more automatic and it's less effort but sometimes you know it's it's still vulnerable to kind of share your story with it especially going through different you know life stages like I'm currently at but I know that the more that I post about that stuff the more that's going to be influential to to other people whether they become a client or not they're yeah. seeing it and they're saying oh my god I can I can do this too oh my god you know it it helps them on their on their journey as well uh, I have
1: a similar story to that too there was a guy he went to the gym at 5am all the time and mm-hmm like it, I feel like it's 5am. So like not many people are awake, but like when I would get up to work at five, get up to work out at 5am, I would see his stories and like, just with him going, I was like, okay, I can do this too. Like, I don't, I mean, met him a few times. Like, I know, I know who he is and things like that, but it's not like we were like talking or connecting, but then slowly, like um, just through talking, I was like, Hey, like your posts have always like been a huge motivator to me. Yeah. Um, And so that was cool. And then I've had my friends share similar experiences With my posts, um, they're like, damn it, like Renee's meal prepping again, like I should probably do that. Or um, my friend said one of her friends didn't want to go on her run like she had to, but she saw my story and I was at the gym. So she felt like she could go to the gym. And so even if people aren't saying it, people are watching your journey and seeing you succeed, and it's gonna naturally just rub off on other people. Um, so I think that's really cool that I think both of us can like look back on and see. Um, even if no one's commenting on it, um, it's still very much so helping other
0: people. Uh-huh. And, while it's and, helping you and that's no matter what stage of it you're at you could be at the very very beginning stages and you might have just done something once this week and if somebody else sees it whether it's through a post or they just see it in real life it could be very very you know well expiring to, to those people to start their own journey with it as well and so so when you look back at the, the end of the day and you're like i not only change myself and how i feel and all that stuff but I just helped one other person at least. And that one other person, there's a chance they could be just like you and affect one other person. And so that's also what I love to think about is, is, you know, I know for a fact I've touched X amount of lives just through clients that I've had. I also think about it from a teacher perspective. I got to work with, I don't know, a thousand different students or or plus um, during my, during my teaching career. And a lot of that was talking about health and fitness things that nature. So it's cool to think that I affected their you know, that many lives. I know that some of them went home and started, you know, healthier habits with their parents. I know that it just, it spreads from there. Just, just you, be, you know, being, being a positive person for yourself, even if you're not doing it for other people, it will have the effect on other people. Once you see that one time, it definitely makes you feel good knowing that that you were that positive influence, you know, for somebody else in their journey as well. One of the other things that we, uh, I forgot about as well is, um, one of the things that really helped me out in the very beginning was having a workout partner, whether that's a group of workout people or workout partner. Now, I will I will say this is easier when I was in high school or college or things of that nature, because, you know, your buddies don't have jobs. Or even if they do like it's, it's flexible, you have a lot more time in the day when you're, you know, 30 years old and you have kids or 40 years old, or whatever the case is. You have a job. Your friends have jobs. You know things of that nature. So it's tougher to have those workout partners. But those who have a workout partner or a workout group, that's one of the things that makes you know boot camp style classes and, and gyms like like Blush and things like that or Orange Theory is there's a community feel to it. So there is that added benefit. Do I think those are necessarily the best workouts? Not necessarily. And we don't need to get kind of get in the weeds with that. Um, but it does keep people going though, and you feel that that sense of community, and you get more excited for your workout because even you know, if you're not necessarily excited for the workout, you're excited to go see you know Jim or Jane at the gym, you know things of that nature. It, it's it's a it's a ready-made kind of friend time on top of you progressing as well. So if you have those options in your life, people that want to start going to the gym are going to the gym are people that you could tag along with or vice versa definitely go for it. I know that we've had some people here in TLF that have actually connected through just the community and they've gotten some workouts together. Um, Dexter who's on here right now. He's, he's one of those uh, with with a couple of different guys up at, at uh, the Liberty Genesis. So I think that's awesome when they send me pictures of them working out together, they didn't know each other before TLF and they met through that as well. And so I think that's, you know, things like that are really, really awesome to see, but I think. I have
1: a separate, like I'm the opposite on that story. Yeah. Um, I feel like when you're first starting out too, I think it can be intimidating when you work out with people. Like if someone else already has a workout routine and you don't, yeah, I think you have to be in a very like, just with the way my mindset works, and this is the difference between Marcus and I being optimistic versus pessimistic. Yeah. Um, sure. Sure. When I would work out with other people and see them doing stuff, I feel like I would feel shittier and I would feel like, like, oh my gosh, I'm not in shape. Uh, I can't do as good as they're doing. Um
0: there's and so for me, what is it not be able to do as many reps or as much weight as that? Right.
1: Does? Right. And so for me, I would much rather work out on my own and be in my own little world and use that time as like me time. Yep. Um
0: true sure too. Yep.
1: And definitely at the beginning. And then now there's time still too. Like if my sister will go with me to the gym, she'll try to push herself too hard to mm-hmm. match my weight yep. now that I'm more experienced. And that's when I have to like slow it down and be like, look, I do this 24 seven. Like you don't need to be at my way. You don't need to be doing all the things that I'm doing. So I think sometimes there can be that like supportiveness, but I think also you have to know yourself and know if you're going to sit there and compare yourself to the other person the entire time, because then you're just going to feel like shit and not want to go back. Um, so
0: just be aware of your own. Well, and be, be aware of your own thing, but come in with the right yeah. kind of expectations, you know, know where the mm-hmm. other person's at. You're, you're right. You bring up points that, I mean, yeah, there were definitely times, but, but in my opinion, like when I would do that, you because know, I, I was working out with like linemen, you know, I was, again, I was 120 pounds and, you know, five foot two, and I'm working out with dudes that are 300 pounds. So, so there, there is, it, it comes time where you learn how to check your ego. There's shit that I mm-hmm. can't do and I'm okay with that and vice versa. You know, I was going to be better at the, the core work or at the more endurance type of things like that, or just certain movements, you know, like arms, I've always been, way stronger at than some other body parts, you know? Um, So those were some things that they were maybe not doing as well with, but yeah, you're right though, Renee. I, I think they're, I'm one type of person, you're one type of person, everybody inside of TLF, maybe working out with other people would be too much of a distraction. Um uh, Maybe you hate people and that's your, or maybe that's just your alone time. That's just your you time, which is also fantastic as well. But I think if you're struggling with motivation, if you're struggling getting to the gym, I think it's, it's worth trying the different avenues. Um, mm-hmm. You can't get yourself to the gym you know, even though Renee and I are trying to hold you accountable with it, then find somebody else that will possibly hold you accountable, even if they're not actually going to the gym with you, but you know, just a texting buddy. Like I've got some people in here that will text each other about, you know, holding each other accountable, or they will do that with their friends and their family and things like that. So again, it, it should motivation be hundred percent relied upon. Definitely not, but find as many support systems and it. it's the different ways that you can you know, gain that momentum or gain that that motivation during those those tough times with it. Um, you know, another thing as well as are the progress pictures. You know, that can be motivating in itself. Going back and rereading old check-ins. You know, maybe where mm-hmm. you first, where you first came from. We have talked about Alan here as well. Is seeing where you came from. I think that's why. You know, again, I, I treat check-ins like like journal entries. So you, if you go back and look at those, just like if you went back and looked at your journal, you're going to see a lot of growth over that that course of time. Um, so those are are motivating things with it as well. I think it's
1: addicting too. Like when you when you look back and see your growth, then that just will spiral the motivation forward. Of okay. oh shit, like yeah, I've done this. I can yep. keep doing it. I can get better. Um, so it is really cool to watch yourself grow. And you can't. The thing is though, you have to consistently work out. You have to consistently put in the time and effort to see those results like Marcus and I didn't get to our points here by working out once a week for two months straight like we put our heart and soul into like no you don't need to work out maybe six times a week like we did Mm -hmm. however it gets to a point where you have to have that solid routine Mm -hmm. to be able to grow and to put more efforts and more priorities into it
0: um so definitely definitely yeah yeah putting it on Like we talked about with the, we talked about like the, the burner analogy, like the stove analogy last week. I know I posted about it, but I don't know.
1: We might've, I think we did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But well, I I know that I was struggling with that myself, it was funny because that's where I made some posts and stuff about it. I realized last week, um, you know, on Thursday and Friday, Lola was her, her sleep schedule kind of changed and she's been a lot more awake during the day. Whereas I was used to her being, you know, awake, I'd feed her, I'd feed myself, We'd play a little bit. i change her, all that stuff. And then she'd go to sleep after about 90 minutes. And I have about 90 minutes to two hours to get work done. And on Wednesday last week, she just stopped sleeping. You know, I, I was stressed off. You know, I was stressed out when I got on the Zoom call last week on Wednesday. But then after Thursday and Friday, I was I was just burnt out. But part of that is setting such high expectations for myself in terms of what I can get done each day and, and realizing, you know, one of the analogies I've always used with clients is, especially clients with careers and children, which is majority of people here, is um we only have four burners on a stove and we have, you know, one warming spot on that stove as well. So ultimately, if we think about that in terms of our life, we only have so many things we can actually give energy to on a on a given day. And we might just shuffle those pots around and take one off the off the stove and add another one on, but like in terms of your your pillars, your 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 pots that you're you're dealing with on the stove, you know, you have your family. You have your uh, your job, you could have your health and fitness, you could have, you know, church might be be your thing or whatever your activities are. Um, it could be taking care of the house, you know, whether that's cleaning or mowing or whatever the case is, doing the dishes, um, tending to kids, taking them to activities. You have these pots that you have to kind of shuffle things around. And so are you going to be able to accomplish everything on any given day? know. We kind of got off on a little tangent here than, than what the actual topic was. But but I, I I struggled with that really, really hard last week on Thursday and Friday. I had to remind myself of that same analogy. And that's when it's important to, number one, know when to give yourself grace and that you're not going to be able to do everything on every single day. And if you have the expe- expectation that you will, you're going to let yourself down and you're going to be frustrated over and over again and feel like you're just in, in quicksand. When in reality, you're doing a damn good job. You can just only our capacity with a given day with 24 hours in the day, something's got to give, you know? And And you
1: can only like, you can only add in so much stuff to what you existing, like what you already have. And at some point you have to weigh out like what is going to change. Like I used to religiously go six days a week and, and then I got into relationship and I was like, Oh shit, I don't have time for work relationship, six days a week in the gym, me time and my dog and all this shit. And so I was like, it was tough for me because the gym was my, like my place. I felt like I had to go six days a week and that was my top priority. And so to drop that, to add something else in was tough, but it was adjustment that needed to happen. And so same thing. If you think you already have too many burners with family, church, work, whatever, you might need to drop one of those to add in the fitness priority.
0: And it, it doesn't um, mean you can't still give energy to those, but you're not going to be able to minimize give it. it. To, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're minimizing it and you're putting it, you know, again, like, are we going to work out every single day? No. So four days of the week, your fitness pop might be on, on the burner, but then the other days, maybe that's less of a, less of a priority because you have to give energy to other things. So understanding that that's why reflection. So key. That's why your check-ins are so key. So we can think back to how this last week went and what were we giving a lot of energy to, what did we not give energy to, and should we readjust those pots around? Should we readjust our priorities for this coming week? So one thing might take the back seat, one thing might take the spotlight. But again, especially if, if health, and, health and fitness are, are truly your priorities, again, you might not be a, able to 100% execute them, but you should still raise that maintenance level in terms of what your baseline is that you're that you're that you're accomplishing each day. So that way, it's never fitness and health are never fully off the stove. They just might be on the warmer. You know, they they, they just might be just getting by, which is way better than just fully taking them off the stove in general with it. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely give yourself grace on it, but kind of back to, you know, the motivation side of things. One of the things that, um, you know, in in terms of what keeps us motivated now, we'll, we'll kind of dive into that and also kind of talk about, you know, what, what motivates our clients when they first come to us, but the importance of us, you know, reminding them of what their, why is, and that morphs and changes over time. But Renee, I I think yours is mainly kind of the same, 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 same thing that started you in this journey in terms of your why. So what motivates you now? What's your why now? How is that? Journey? Um,
1: so yes, a lot of it still is mental health. Um, however, therapy kind of takes the top burner on mental health and I, am just way more aware. So I kind of use mental health in every aspect of my life, I would say. Yep. Um, but to me, I would say the biggest, motivator is the fact that i'm actively trying to immerse myself way more into a fitness career um so it is a lot of it is yeah i'm preaching this so i have to go out and do it like i and sometimes that's been a struggle for me that i've had to overcome is um going to the gym and then feeling like i have to record my workout Or feeling like I have to reply to clients when I'm working out. Because they need my attention. Um, And that's been a struggle for me. So I had to get back to a point where I started enjoying working out again. um, And going to the afternoon workouts definitely helped. Because I wasn't as like. I wasn't just going through the the motions anymore. Um, But then the other part of it is too. Just like watching myself get more muscular is a big motivator Um, not that I'm trying to be a bodybuilder but it is fun like my I've seen my biceps and shoulders and glutes grow more than I ever like really thought and so that's been a cool motivator
0: you look at heavier weight getting stronger and stronger which is yeah
1: heavier weight squatting itself
0: you know what I mean I don't think there's one person in the world that. If you picked up a heavy weight and were able to move that weight, you want to feel good about that, right? Even if mm-hmm. fitness is, is not on your radar whatsoever, if you could lift some heavy ass weight, you'd feel pretty good about that. I don't think yeah, you feel one. pretty, yeah. You just it wouldn't feel like yeah. what
1: You feel good, um, and so yes, it is a mental thing for me still, but it's not as like I would say therapy is more of the mental thing for me, but um, it's still like the movement. Like I feel better when I have more movement. I. I'm happier I feel more accomplished I feel more awake in the mornings um and that's easier of course when it's summer outside and I can walk outside in the mornings and things like that um but it is funny how something that was like the top burner to me got to a point where I was like okay I have to figure out like it became instead of just a hobby it became a job and so I had to learn how to blend those and I'm still learning it
0: Yep. Um, that, that, that's going to, even it's going to flow. I have some mm-hmm. months where it kind of feels like that as well. Like I'm doing it just for this reason. Um, and the other months that I'm just like feeling fantastic with it. Um, but, but I, I
1: never, yeah, I never like just go to the gym so that other people go to the gym. Like that's, that's, I don't go to the gym just to post a picture or just to work out. Like, yeah. so I, so I show other clients to work out. Like that's not the motivator. It's just making me feel good. But it's the task of like, oh, I should post about this. Um, but you like, I've learned it. But yeah, there's no, no part of me that goes just as a job. Yes, um, yeah, if that makes sense. Like it's okay. still very much so my own me time and yes. growth yeah, sure. and pouring it, time it's into a, myself.
0: You trying to just balance the work side of it and and not let that bleed too much into yes. the enjoyment side of it, which, which is, it, it can be hard to do because it, it's so, it's so blended already that it's, it, yeah, there's so much, you know, kind of gray area that you're like, Oh, that's okay. This kind of blends in, but then sometimes it's a little bit too much, but you know, um, for, for myself and really, this is again, a, a lot of people here have, have children, but, and this is one of the motivating things that, you know, I just, Talk to a potential new client today about this exact same thing, but you know my big why right now is 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 Lola. Like I want her to grow up being proud of me. Which our children are all gonna be proud of us to, to some extent, just because we're 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 their parents. You know we're their superheroes, especially as they're younger. But I want when she gets old and wiser and you know an adult to to still have that same respect and admiration for me, not just because I'm her dad, but because I've I've lived I've I've lived the right way in some of these ways with it. But I want to emulate what I ideally want her to kind of at least see as, as be habits. Um, for instance, you know, I was talking uh, with somebody today about this exact thing. And, you know, I asked them, you know, when, when your sons are 35 years old, you know, do you want them going through some of the same struggles you're going through? You know, whether that's, whether that's, um, you know, blood pressure issues or other underlying health issues, is that the weight, is that how, you know, your low confidence things, of that nature. And does that feel good to kind of talk about? No, it doesn't. But, the key thing with that, though, is that then we can think, okay, I don't want them to grow up to have the same thing, just like like I do. And I think that that's the same thing for all parents and all these other ways. You know, our parents all cause trauma in some way, shape, or form, small, big, whatever the case is. Most time, it's it's very, you know, it's it's always unintentional. I feel like nobody wants to to cause that stuff, but it just is going to happen in some way, shape, or form. So we want to be better for that, for for our children, and so that they don't, you know, pick up some of our bad habits and things like that. But I feel like sometimes that kind of gets lost in health and fitness. And so that's one of my biggest goals is, you know, I want her to grow up to, to you know, see 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 how I grocery shop, to see me be active, you know, to see me go on walks and things of that nature, because that just makes it much more just natural in her life. She's not going to have to get 20 years old and be like, oh, I need to start working out. Like, ideally, it just kind of becomes ingrained in just what her normal life is like. Like I said, my, my dad used to take me to the gym growing up. And so that's always been a part of my life is, we make time for the gym. Like we, we make time, we don't find time. We make time to get there. It's a priority for us. And so I grew up with that just being an automatic. I had to learn the nutrition side of it for myself. But once I learned that again, that's another thing that's just become automatic. So um, that's my biggest, you know, why, why now? I mean, obviously running and lives is a big motivating thing. Um still, you know, me being undersized, I always want to be bigger and stronger and things of that nature. Um, but the big thing now though is is, is her. And so that is always going to be a motivator for, for myself moving forward with it. Um, and, and then my biggest thing too, is, is just like, you know, um, just like investing in your retirement accounts, you know, into your Roth or into your 401k, whatever the case is, your body's that same exact thing. It's your retirement account and it's your, you know, emergency fund and it's and it's what you have in, the, in, in your checking account today is what your body is essentially you know and so we want to keep on investing in that stuff so that when I'm retired I'm not just sedentary I'm not limited in life you know um I'm able to go do whatever I want to do whether that's hiking or go travel you know if I want to go to Italy I don't feel bad about getting the sweet Airbnb that I have to climb 200 you know flights of stairs for like we did in, in Italy a couple of years ago if I was 60 years old and hadn't been able to walk very well and didn't take good care of my body, I could never stay in that same place. So I don't want to be limited in those fashions. So that's my other thing as well, is I know that the actions today are aligned with where I want to be at 30 or 40 years from now. And so the days that I don't want to do it, I know that my future self is going to thank me for that. So that's my other motivating factor. Um, And I think that's a big part of buying into delayed gratification versus that immediate gratification. That's where
1: you get that discipline. That's a huge thing for me. It's like my future self will thank me. Like that is always what I live by when I'm meal prepping on Sundays, doing whatever. Like, I don't the thought of me like I will never skip a meal prep on a Sunday. It doesn't matter. Like, well, okay, I guess one time this
0: um should happen sometimes A couple weeks
1: ago, but- I had to meal prep frozen pizza. Um, but that was only one day and then next day i milked like i still had everything i knew i had buffer room but um be yeah, like you just you don't want to disappoint yourself you need to set yourself up for success because then when life does throw shit at you you already have your cup starting to be full yep. instead of just having it be empty
0: yeah 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 i a hundred percent um that that the lady gratification i think Kind of, like, kind of like you just said, you know, if you can really just buy into that delayed gratification and just know that I want my tomorrow self to be proud of my today self. And if you just repeat that same thing every single day, each day, you're going to be pretty damn proud of yourself because you're going to have controlled, you know, quite a few things to, to kind of get there. But, but yeah, so that is, I don't know that that's motivation. You got anything else to add to that? I feel like we could definitely talk about this even longer We
1: do for hours. Yeah. yeah. Just But uh, um, everyone's got to find their own, their own reason why, but I think the biggest thing is that at some point you just, you have to immerse yourself into that. If you want to grow, like I, my mom, the same thing. She wants bigger, bigger glutes. And I have to tell her like, look, yes, I've done that. I've done that through two and a half years of time and energy and heavy lifting and growth and it's not something that just i didn't just do five workouts and it's not just going to become part of your lifestyle like you have to understand to get there but at the same time when you're in that position like you can't think that big of a picture like if i told my mom hey yeah in two years she's gonna be like well i don't want to wait two years to do it but like so it's just the slow process of getting into like getting into the gym doing it and so that's where she's learning right now too of like okay, I, even if I'm not waking up early, I need to get my workout in still, because that's, what's going to build these habits that get me to my goals. Um, and so that's, I think a lot of people think if they don't see results within a couple of weeks or a couple of months, that it's just over with, but that's so, so wrong. You have, you got to keep doing it. And then, then you'll get more motivation to keep doing it.
0: You will. Well, and and you'll, and you'll start to enjoy those things because Mm -hmm. you will start seeing results and, and not just what you see the results, everybody feels better after they exercise. Like it's everybody feels better after they exercise. Like you literally have endorphins that are released in your body that make you feel better from the exercise. Same thing with doing anything that you know is positive for yourself. You feel better after doing it. It's just that devil on your shoulder before you actually go to the gym, before you actually meal prep. It's like, wouldn't it just be easier if we just didn't do it? Of course it would be. Wouldn't it just be better and more fun if we you know, went to Chipotle and came back and binge watch whatever instead of meal prepping and going to the gym. Yeah, in the moment, that sounds good. But I know that tomorrow, I'm like, damn, I'm unprepared. I got to go out to eat again today. I don't feel good today. I know that I didn't do anything positive for myself that moved me in the right direction. Now, I'm not saying, again, that you can't have Chipotle and bring it home and binge-watch some shit. You should, but that shouldn't take precedent over your exercise and everything else. Bounce- and I think that
1: comes back to... You have to be self-aware in these times because if you're not self-aware, you're not gonna you're not gonna see the problems with what you're currently doing. And so when you are self-aware, when you do start to do your check-ins and reflect and just things in general, that's when you notice, like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm actually not that proud of myself or I actually am really proud of myself for doing this. Um, so I think that's a big, big thing is just being self aware and just fucking doing it. Like. My dad, the other day we had a conversation, it was kind of cute. I was talking about how I was, like, so stressed about, I mean, at that time, between nutrition certification and Pilates and working two or three jobs, I was just like, well, how do you do it? Like, you've worked two jobs for this long. How do you do He's like, now I just tell myself, just fucking do it and do the damn thing now. And then, so that's when I, like, was telling myself, all right, I don't want to study, but I'm just going to fucking do it right now. And it's those off are the people that, that are successful uh, that are- just doing it. Like it's not an option. You just have to fucking yeah. do it.
0: If you remove the option of not doing, mm-hmm. what you know, you should be doing, then it's very simple. There's no other option except for, like you said, just do it. Um, and that's the thing is that people want to barter with themselves and make deals with themselves and give themselves options and outs and and things of that nature. And if we take off those off the table and the only option on the table is just to go do it, then you're going to go do it. And is it that simple? No, but is it that simple? I think it is, you know, it it, it isn't simple, but it is that simple if that makes any sense. And so it's just a matter of of just doing it. It's just a non-negotiable and you're going to pay your bills every month. You're going to go to work because you don't want to get fired and you're going to, you know, do some automatic things. And if you treat your meal prep or your grocery shopping or whatever, as non-negotiable, then you're going to get it done. Um,
1: And you're going to see results and you're going to feel
0: better. Exactly, and and do you have to get creative sometimes? Of course you do. You know, if if you don't have the money to pay your bills, you're going to figure out a solution. You're going to get a loan, or you're going to ask somebody for some you know, for some help, or you're going to uh, ideally not steal, but you're going to do some <laughs> make sure that 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 bill gets paid and that you have a, a roof over your head and things of that nature. So if you're going to do all those things and it's a non negotiable, you're going to have to figure out some way somehow to make it happen. Treat your own body, treat your own health the same way. And again, that might that might not look. Optimal today, but doing something is better than nothing, and making some sort of positive efforts is better than nothing as well. Um, so yeah, take the option off the table, make it non-negotiable. Um, focus on discipline, but also find your motivation. And when you lose your motivation, let discipline take over, but keep searching for other things to motivate you. You know, keep remembering your why. Keep remembering, you know, the, the conversation that Renee or had. I, I, I had with you when when you first joined, you know, chances are nothing has changed about that, why? Chances are you still have the same reasons why you're just, you're lacking that motivation. Maybe you're, you're avoiding that reflection. You're avoiding, I got into this for this reason. I'm not doing a good job for X, Y, and Z reason. It's easier if I just don't pay attention to it. Just like it's easier if I just don't check in. It's easier if I don't think back to what is the reason why I came in the very first place. I'm not there yet. It's easier just to quit at this point where again, That's the immediate gratification. It's easier just to quit today than it is to persevere, to persist and keep moving forward. But that future you is going to be really thankful that you did that, you know? And so so that ultimately is the easier thing in the long run with it. But anyway, though, um, good talk today, Renee. Cool, cool, cool. cool. All right, y'all. Well, check-in day is tomorrow. We'll get rocking and rolling with that. But uh, have a great weekend. It's finally, Super Bowl. So now Renee will stop correcting me that I keep talking about Super Bowl, Bowls, just AFC Championship game. Super Bowls on Sunday. Um, this will be no, posted tonight. Go no
1: Zoom call next go week. Go
0: Chiefs. Uh,
1: no Zoom call next week.
0: Yeah, because that is thank you. That's, right that's, Valentine's. that's Valentine's. It's probably the, the Chiefs Super Bowl uh parade, hopefully. Um, uh, but also that that obviously be during happy during the day. Um, but also Valentine's that night as well so there won't be a zoom call next week um there will be the following week as well so we'll see you guys in a couple weeks on that Uh, but otherwise though since the super bowl is coming up enjoy yourself you know most people have some sort of plans you know use you know prioritize that as your cheat meal so maybe turn down some other social shit you know on friday and saturday leading up to it knowing you know if you're going to go indulge on sunday um Drink plenty of water on Sunday if you sit there dehydrated, even if you're drinking alcohol, things like that. If you're just not drinking any water all day, I guarantee you're going to wake up on Monday morning 5 to 10 to 12 pounds up because of all the heavy salted and high fat and high carb and alcohol and everything else that you had on Sunday. So drink plenty of water ideally before you go to the you know, soup bowls in the evening anyway. So ideally all the meals you're having leading up to that, they're high protein, they're your high nutrient foods, they're a lot of what's on your meal plan. Maybe save a little bit of extra carbs and fats for the evening and then enjoy yourself for the Super Bowl if you're going to. Um, but uh but yeah, so we got that next week. So anyway, checking day tomorrow though. Good talk tonight, Renee, and we'll see you guys on checking day.